0: You're listening to The Way of TBL's official podcast, Truth Talks with Sam and Alex.
1: Join us as we explore all things truth, beauty, and love.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And for today's conversation, we will be covering the topic of how to cultivate sexual wisdom.
1: Mm, yeah, last week we spoke on the spiritual power of sensuality, and sexuality is one of the main pillars of sensuality, so we are going to dive into that today.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. and in similar fashion, we will read the article that we've written on this topic on Medium. and. I'll pull that article up in just a moment. Mm-hmm. And we'll read that out and just give our commentary on what we've written in the article.
1: Yeah, and, and just as a small disclaimer, this episode is for mature audiences. Yes, Yeah.
0: viewer and listener discretion is definitely advised, yeah. And the article, reads as follows, unleashing the power of our sexuality, how cultivating sexual wisdom and fulfillment can fuel our creative capacity. And the quote we've taken here from Lauren Doll reads, when we're able to fully own and express ourselves, we are able to tap into a creative power deeply rooted from our sexual energy which is our creative energy we don't understand the creative power we have because we're so busy using it in all the wrong ways or worse not using it at all and that is so spot-on I really resonated in this quote when I chose to include it at the beginning of our article because our sexuality unfortunately is one of the most misunderstood Elements of our existence. And we'll dive into all of this in today's episode and in this article as well. And the article begins Sexuality is a natural and fundamental aspect of the human experience and is also one of the primary driving forces behind our life force energy. We spoke about this and referenced this in last week's episode as well. Our sexuality is more than just a physical desire or reproductive function. It is a complex and multifaceted aspect of our being. When we approach our sexuality with mindfulness and intention, we can tap into a well of wisdom and embark on a transformative journey that enhances our creative endeavors and goes way beyond the surface-level pleasures of intimacy. Unfortunately, however, our sexuality is simultaneously one of the most heavily misunderstood, judged, and shamed elements of our existence. And before I continue reading, this is precisely why so many who grow up in religious communities, so many who grow up in the modern day and age in today's society, feel so repressed Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they are not allowed to not only express themselves but also gain a comprehensive understanding of their sexuality
1: yeah and really we all beings i would say the majority of the majority of us grow up and we, we all have this generational trauma that is with us because of this whether you come from a religious background or not sexuality is just something that is rarely spoken of and when it is spoken of it's typically spoken of in regards to bad experiences that people have had or just just ignored or so heavily shamed that you have to become a fully grown individual to really actually start thinking about, okay, actually, how can I start healing this aspect of myself? Because everybody is dealing with it and nobody's talking about it. And it's so important because we pass it on to our children when we don't heal it ourselves.
0: And yeah yeah we find this in our parents I mean Mm -hmm. growing up as one of Jehovah's Witnesses that is one of the most heavily sexually repressive religious cults and Mm -hmm. growing up as one of them I always felt like I wasn't able to really come to understand myself sexually I was never allowed to date. I was never allowed to even speak affectionately to other women, other girls my age at the time. And especially you know, so,
1: those that yes, weren't witnesses, right?
0: Right, especially so. <laughs> you know, those who aren't members of the congregation or members of the religion. You know, you're not you're you're highly discouraged and even forbidden to do so. And the kind of damage that does to an individual is, is so great. You know, so much harm is done when mm-hmm. you have all of these taboos surrounding how you should or shouldn't go about doing things without being properly informed. When you're not properly educated on the importance of your sexuality, on the importance and the value of cultivating sexual wisdom, you tend to move in the complete opposite way. You start wanting to be rebellious because that's in our human nature. It's human nature to rebel because something internally, a voice within us, speaks to us and tells us that we are sovereign, tells us that we are the masters of our destiny, that we are the captains of our souls. We are the main characters in our lives. And it is that voice that moves us to be rebellious.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so what you see a lot of the time, because people don't fully understand that that's what's happening, they go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum of how they were raised. If Mm -hmm. they were heavily shamed for being sexually expressive, or if they were curious about their sexuality, which we all are to an extent, right? We'll move in the opposite direction. And that's where you see people go to these extremes with regards to sexual pleasure and satisfaction.
1: Yeah. People and that want creates
0: to a become, lot more issues.
1: Yeah, people want to become sexually liberated now. That is a complete opposite to sexual oppression. But we want to be sexually integrated and conscious individuals. Yes. And, and just going back to people um, growing up in a religion, right? I too was somewhat brought up as a Jehovah's Witness as well. I, I pulled away quite early because my mum left while I was quite young. And so I have a very different experience to you in that regard. Um, but even people who are Jehovah's Witnesses, I, I know of people that rush to get married so that they can have sex. Yeah, and they don't really even know actually what this happens a lot is. of the time. Yeah, that's right. They don't have the time to really get to know this person, but because they don't want to act, uh, at, what's the word? Like against the rules, right? <laughs> against the yeah. religious rules and. You know can't have sex before marriage i know my dad rushed into his marriage i know a few different people that rushed into just getting married because they wanted to have sex Gosh. uh and for me growing up obviously right i had i had one parent that was a jehovah's witness and one that wasn't and in my mother's case she did grow up as a witness and so for her it was very repressed within her as well right and so with me she was a lot more free because she didn't want me growing up the same way that she did however again as with most people when you go to the opposite end of the spectrum you were then too free and too open and that's what happened in in my case you know i was allowed to have a boyfriend at the age of 13 and i think about that now and i think that's that's crazy you know maria is 12 going on 13 this year and i've had the conversation with her surrounding what it means to have a boyfriend and to actually have a boyfriend is to be in relationship with someone and we don't have those relationships not really until we are ready for something more serious. Our brains haven't developed
0: to the capacity necessary to Mm -hmm. establish a relationship at that age or anywhere close. You know, and a lot of people don't understand this, but our brain doesn't finish fully developing until the age of 25 years old. It's not 18, it's not 20, it's 25 that your brain has fully developed i wouldn't say
1: 30. (laughs) but yeah
0: (laughs) i mean that's just the studies that have been conducted the conclusive Mm -hmm. understanding is that the brain fully forms at the age of 25.
1: yeah
0: you know that is essentially the makeup of your brain moving forward the first quarter of your life is essentially your development you are still developing yourself and there's no way that a young teenager can have those kinds of relationships.
1: No. And they, they want to explore. Absolutely. Right. That's of
0: course, naturally,
1: but it's how we respond as parents and how we educate our children on these matters. And so I've, I've had the conversation with Maria surrounding how, you know, you can have many friends, both girls and boys. There's not a problem with that but a boyfriend is only when you are ready for something more serious in life. And I, myself, it's not that I won't allow it. It's that I won't acknowledge it as something that it's not.
0: Right, or treat it or take it seriously because it isn't, you know?
1: It isn't, exactly, And, and I feel that this is, I guess somewhat of a mistake that a lot of parents make and i know i grew up like this having a boyfriend at 13 actually thinking i had a boyfriend my first proper relationship wasn't until my ex husband right which again i met him very early i was only 17 but that was my first proper relationship anything prior to that when i thought i had boyfriends they weren't really boyfriends because I wasn't looking for anything serious at that time. And so it's it's really having that understanding of why are you engaging with these individuals and what is like, what is the premise? What is the purpose of it? Right. And it's just, yeah, it's getting educated and understanding that for yourself yeah. first so that we are able to also teach that to our children.
0: Yeah. You're going to be curious. you are going to explore. You're going to mess around. Yeah. But you want to do so with understanding, and that is one yeah. of our responsibilities. One of our primary <clears throat> objectives as parents is to educate our children, and mm-hmm. to do so in a way that is inviting, in a way that is understanding and non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. We never, and
1: also... yeah, Go tell
0: on. our children that they should or should not do something. Mm-hmm. We are very mindful of not using words like we forbid you to or because yeah. that never works we're all <laughs> going to do and explore what we're told not to do yeah. it's just in our nature and so what's the solution to that it is teaching why they <laughs> will benefit most from doing things in one particular way or another They really just want to understand why, right? Yeah,
1: and it's also being that role model for them as well. You know, as an adult, you you explore different to what a teenager explores. And at times, you don't need to be so open with your children about what you do in your private life. Mm. That is your private life. Exactly we don't want to be influencing our children to be doing things that they're not ready for. right? And and I say that because I became sexually active at quite a young age and I thought it was completely okay. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Uh, I, and the reasoning behind that is because my mother was just way too open with me about, What she would get up to in her private life, and I naturally just thought, Oh, you know, that sounds good, and clearly that's how it should be, right? That was
0: the blueprint for you, whether she
1: Mm -hmm. realized that
0: or not. More than likely, she wasn't aware of that at all. But that was Mm -hmm. her influence on you, and that's how parents influence their children, yeah, unintentionally, of course. But yeah, you know, it's really one of our responsibilities to make sure that our kids are well informed, that they're educated on all of this kind of stuff, so that they're prepared. So yes, the article continues, returning to the article, it reads... Society and many religious cultures often condition us to be ashamed of our sexuality, and this conditioning can lead to fear, ignorance, and a lack of fulfillment in our lives. However, when we take the time to explore and understand our sexuality in a conscious and empowered way, we can tap into a powerful source of inspiration and creativity. In this article, We will explore the connection between our sexuality and our creative capacity, as well as provide guidance on how to cultivate sexual wisdom and fulfillment in our lives. We will also discuss the factors that hold us back from realizing our full creative potential and how to overcome them. And that's certainly true for most people. We all are deserving of the love we desire and crave. Mm -hmm. that we need in our lives but it requires true effort on our part to become worthy of that we want
1: and it comes down to you cultivating and understanding it for yourself prior to exploring it with another and that's something that we're really taught again it's barely spoken of it's how, how do you how do you learn to love yourself and feel worthy within yourself because that's what you will then attract
0: and no we one else will can. grant that to you but yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's right. no one else can
1: yeah and because seeking to find it from you know other people externally is never really going to completely fulfill you, which is why people get caught in these loops of having casual sex, right? Mm. They, they go from one person to another and it's because they are not binding. This is all happening subconsciously, right? People are not aware of this. But they are seeking for something, but they're not going to find it out there.
0: They're trying and to yet, fill a void.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. A hole. And you go from one person to the next thinking that the next person's going to give it to me and then you come away feeling even more empty because what happens when we connect sexually is we are giving from that life force energy, aren't we? And when it's not being reciprocated and coming back to us, you are going to be left feeling drained, feeling dirty as well, you know, and just feeling ashamed of yourself. And yet because you don't understand where that's coming from, you just think I was the wrong person. I need to go find someone else.
0: Yeah. And it's a hellish, it's it's a truly hellish cycle of self doubt. Mm -hmm. And a lack of self-respect and self-worth. And these are the internal thoughts that you have and the feelings you have toward yourself that will perpetuate the same kinds of habits, the same kinds of behaviors. You attract the same people that validate how you feel. As much as you don't want it on the surface, subconsciously, this is what you're going to continue to manifest for yourself.
1: Yeah. So definitely have to go inward and... All that for ourselves and know that you're worthy, know that you're loved, and attract that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. And the article continues with the subheading, the power of our sexuality. Our sexuality, as stated previously, is one of the fundamental driving forces behind our creative power. The stronger our life force, the more drive and passion we have in life, and the clearer our intentions, purpose, and vision for the future become. So in essence, our sexual energy is arguably the main fuel that powers this life force. Unfortunately, society often encourages us to express our sexuality in ways that do not serve our highest good. Again. It's not about what we should or should not do. It's about what our objective is. What is our purpose and main intention in life for this, that, and the other thing? Ultimately, we want to live in the most fulfilling way possible, in the absolute most satisfying way that we can. And if that is the objective, that is how our mind will orient itself it's not about what we should or should not do what is right and what is wrong it's about where are we going what direction are we moving in and that's part of what we figure out when we become sexually wise with regards to our sexuality yeah. and it continues through a seemingly never-ending stream of advertising the media and entertainment we are bombarded with hypersexualized messages and patterns of thought and behavior that teach us to chase after sexual pleasure validation and impulse rather than cultivating genuine sexual passion wisdom and fulfillment yeah. becoming truly integrated and conscious people
1: mm-hmm. yeah and when we are sexually integrated, when we are sexually fulfilled, whether that be within ourselves, within our relationship, you are a much loving and caring and compassionate person. You move through life with more grace, and you can you can definitely see when people lack it right there are there are people that walk around like they have a stick up their ass right they are cranky quite frankly they are they're just such annoying people to be around they're very condescending people and extremely bitter unpleasant yeah they're always complaining about something and they they just are so unhappy and you can see that it's it's We are in the way they speak and the way they look and the way they present themselves. Yeah. And so when you again, it doesn't always come down to the person that you're with, right? It with our partner, we are able to get to even deeper levels of intimacy and connection, right? That we don't get on our own. We don't. We understand it and we can cultivate it for ourselves. But it's when we connect with that individual that brings it out even more in us we get to even deeper levels um yeah Yeah. but (laughs) when we don't and when we're just looking for surface level pleasure right we're just seeking the physical side of things we're not really going to get to those deeper levels of fulfillment and yet this is what is
0: advertised every right, and we unintentionally create yeah. more problems than solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why people are so unhappy, so bitter, so upset with themselves and their life. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> hilariously enough, it reminds me of the character Aneta from our fa- our absolute yes. favorite creek show of all time. We've <laughs> mentioned it before in previous episodes. It's called Essay Toterimu. And yeah. the translation is, you're my match, right? Or you're my soulmate. Yeah. And <laughs> the main character, Stella, addresses Aneta when she's about to leave at, towards the end of the show. And she's like, you know you know why you're so unhappy? <laughs> Do you know why you're such a bitch?
1: Yeah.
0: It's because you're inorgasmic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is the direct Greek to English translation, right? but she's so unfulfilled she's so unsatisfied that's why she's unhappy and she projects that out into the world she's She's always complaining she's always upset about something (laughs) yeah she's always making jokes at other people's expense exactly she's so sour Mm -hmm. you know but all of that is a result of internal pain and unresolved conflict over years
1: yeah, and the suppression of that, right? <laughs>
0: of suppression, exactly.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because towards the end of the series, we we see her meet a man that softens her a little bit and she, she finds this side to her that we have never seen throughout the entire series. You see her giggling, you see her laughing, you see her being more in her feminine but it took her breaking down those walls I guess and again she didn't she didn't really address the problem because she was married and yet again there's (laughs) a lot that happens at the end um but when she has come across that Energy that helps her in feeling into herself. You see how she softens Yeah,
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Exactly and when we get out of our own way and allow ourselves to experience the beauty and the value of Cultivating sexual wisdom with your person there is nothing like it and you won't look back when you do. And continuing with the article, the subheading reads, Understanding Sexual Wisdom. Sexual wisdom encompasses the knowledge, understanding, and conscious awareness of our own sexuality. It involves acknowledging our desires, preferences, boundaries, and exploring them in a healthy and respectful manner. Sexual wisdom is rooted in self-acceptance, self-compassion, and an openness to personal growth. Cultivating sexual wisdom. In order to learn how to cultivate sexual wisdom in our lives, we must first become aware of and move beyond the conditioning that has influenced our beliefs, opinions, and behaviors around our sexuality. This means reflecting upon and exploring our sexuality in a way that is mindful, intentional, and respectful of ourselves and others.
1: Yeah, are we satisfied?
0: Yeah, continue. Go, go ahead, baby.
1: No, it's... This is where it's just... It's so taboo to speak about these things. And I believe in, in today's day and age, it's people are opening up a lot. Right, it's a lot like less really taboo. Are, which is why we say they have gone to the opposite end of the spectrum but it's it's finding that space within you where you feel safe and it's very important to talk about these things openly and it, it's not shameful to talk about your experience with a loved one with a girlfriend or you know a guy friend <laughs> with somebody that is close to you because really healing begins when we are able to express what it is that we are experiencing right when we hold it in and we can't even talk about it there's no way that we're going to heal from it you have to be able to verbally express it and there are still so many women in the world that do not experience orgasms it's mind-blowing and again in my own experience I I lost my orgasm for 10 years and I think back and I think how (laughs) but I did and at that during that time I was a new mum and I was in a relationship that wasn't really fulfilling but I didn't even look at the relationship side of things because I was so focused on my children and so focused on being a new mum and doing things different to how my mum did, right? I think we all experience that everybody wants to do things different to the way that they grew up. And so I had just completely forgotten about that side of me, I guess. I had completely shut off from it, wouldn't even explore for myself, wouldn't speak to my husband at the time about it. And it took me a good 10 years Obviously kids are a bit older. This was then me wanting to rediscover me. Cause I'm like, you know what, like I've had enough, <laughs> right? How long can we continue being intimate, but then feeling no intimate, you know, no sexual satisfaction out of it. Right. And it really took me having to explore for myself as well. I spoke with my mom about it and she gave me some hinters and, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's speaking about it and then it's also exploring for yourself because we are so disconnected from our own bodies and women internally we should be highly sensitive within the vagina and just biologically speaking right and a lot of times however women have become desensitized and there are areas within the vagina that are numb that there is no sensitivity and you really have to start exploring that for yourself and feeling into the different parts and connecting with all parts of yourself to reactivate the senses within there as well because again it all comes down to sensuality right it's the sense it's a touch it's how it feels it's you know, and that, that is a huge part of our being, you know, having a cultivating sexual wisdom is understanding how biologically you work as well. Yeah. And so when people are not even talking about it and they're, they're too afraid to even self-pleasure, like, oh, no, I'm, I can't do that. I could never do that. But if you can't do that for yourself, then how can you expect anybody else to do that for you?
0: Right. And to do it. Right. Right. To do it in a way that is right for you. And when it comes to the senses that have become numb, this is why they call it stimulation. Mm -hmm. The senses need to be stimulated when they have become numb. When those senses have deadened, they need to become awakened. And Mm -hmm. when the right kind of man comes along and stimulates that woman and reignites her sensitivity that can do wonders for her and we've seen that in our case you know with regards to our experience it's been so powerful that (laughs) we've been in a long-distance relationship for going on three years now and Samantha has never experienced As much pleasure satisfaction and fulfillment in any other relationship that she's been in and this is for all the men you know you must learn what pleases satisfies and fulfills your woman and to be able to do so no matter where you are that's up to you and that is in your power as a man as a conscious and integrated man, that is absolutely in your power, how is that the case that Samantha and I haven't even touched skin yet, and yet she can experience so much satisfaction literally from the other side of the world, being in Australia and me being in the United States? That's true yeah, because
1: it is, and because physical touch is just an extension of it, and of course it it does play a big role, but it's not where it all stems from. It really comes from that mind and heart connection to that person. And that is ultimately what everybody is really seeking. It's not just about connecting physically with someone, right, that's easy, but how do you connect emotionally and spiritually with someone? Right, and I I know women know what I'm talking about. As a man, (laughs) is
0: penetrating that woman's being first Mm -hmm. before any physical contact occurs. Most people are simply unaware of this, though. Yeah. And we're about to dive even deeper into this in a few moments because there's so much that you can get out of when it comes to the way that you relate. With the opposite sex or with the same sex if being a homosexual you know because the energy is universal it's not about what gender you identify with or what gender type you identify with the energy will always be of a masculine or feminine nature there will always be the leader in the interaction and the one being led in one way or another and so this is universal in that sense as well Mm -hmm. and the article continues are we satisfied with just sleeping around with different people Do we internally judge ourselves if we do? Do we hide our tastes and aversions as opposed to taking time to pause and reflect upon why we experience sexuality the way we do? Honoring, or excuse me, honestly answering these questions and having these kinds of conversations with people that also value living more consciously is crucial for developing a high level of self-respect and self-worth and thus ensuring that we extend that same courtesy to the person we choose to be intimate with. Mm -hmm. Again, because you cannot give what you do not have. You must have that self-trust, self-respect, self-worth, and self-love for yourself, first and foremost, before Mm -hmm. you can expect for that to be received and reciprocated from someone else.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's got to come first. It
1: does.
0: And it continues. This encourages us to become more conscious of who we choose to engage sexually with. (laughs) Let's go in here. Because something that most people don't understand is that you do not have to engage sexually with someone to fully take in their essence, to fully grasp the sense of who they are as an individual a lot of people feel pressured to a lot mm. of people feel that they won't really get to know the person unless they sleep with them or have sex with them.
1: Yeah, and people really do it very prematurely. You know, you can you can date and you can be dating multiple people to see who is the right fit for you, right? But there is a difference between dating and being sexually active with all these people
0: right at the end of the day it's all about communication how clear it is. how intentional your communication is because sexuality is the highest form and the most intimate form of communication sexuality should only be a confirmation of what you understood before you make physical mm-hmm. contact intimately everything that and. you need to know will be understood in those conversations in the way you communicate with someone mm-hmm
1: and some people may choose to be intimate with more than one person um and and look each each to their own right everybody will do what it is that they feel right for them you know as long as there is open and honest communication and everybody knows what is going on that's the best way moving forward
0: yeah however and also, when we are, yeah continue continue
1: mm-hmm. No, just when we are engaging with more than one energy sexually, we're not going to get very deep because that life force energy is being spread between people rather than being focused on the one energy. And it, it is such a different experience when it's focused on one individual and you get two depths, that really is not possible when you're sharing it with other people. And I think that people are afraid of getting there. People are afraid of being so vulnerable and so open with that person. This is why they hold themselves back from being exclusive and monogamous with someone until maybe quite a long period of time has passed or if ever.
0: Right. Because the deeper you go, And the more time you spend with someone day in and day out, the more of yourself is revealed. Which is why most people feel the urge to back away and go elsewhere. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because you can only get to know that person so much. And you will only go so deep because we're not limitless reservoirs of time, attention, and energy. We have access to the infinite. We have access to the limitless. But we are not limitless in this vessel. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people confuse as well. You know, we don't, we're, we're not limitless batteries of energy. We will only be able to go so deep and give so much when we spread ourselves. And again, it's not about what you should or should not do. You will do what is right for you according to your level of consciousness. And if your primary desire, if your primary objective is to pursue truth, beauty, And Love at their highest in your life to experience the most fulfilling life possible Then the answer will always be To go deep enough with someone that you can give that focus devotion time attention energy to Mm -hmm. That will bring the best out in you that can only occur when you allow yourself to experience that. If you don't experience that, how will you have a reference point for what that will be like? How Mm -hmm. different that is from spreading yourself? You won't until you have that experience.
1: And ultimately, people have several people because they're afraid of being alone at the end of it. What if again, it's still happening subconsciously? It's a bit. lot
0: of fear-based patterns yeah. of thought and behavior. What if,
1: yeah. What if things don't go quite right with this one person more well, than I have back up, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Someone to fall back on. Yeah. Again, when you trust yourself, you fear that occurring less and less. The more that you respect yourself, you, you're, you're afraid you're less and less afraid of that happening. And you know that yeah. the right person, the right kind of man or woman will pop into your awareness at the right time.
1: That's right. And you're not afraid of being hurt anymore.
0: No. Ultimately. Exactly.
1: It's that does
0: that as well. This
1: relationship will serve me in whatever way it's meant to serve me. And if it doesn't go according to what we would like what we think right now then i'll still be okay you know again it's it's having that growth mindset over having a fear mindset in knowing that everything serves you and everything presents you with an opportunity to grow and that even comes in the form of separation at times and it's understanding and knowing that this person has come to help me to heal and to grow and it will go as far as it's meant to go. Exactly. And if the time comes that we are meant to separate, well then we are going to separate through love. And I'm still going to have gratitude for this person's existence in my life and what it brought to me instead of being afraid of losing that person.
0: Exactly. And for an even yeah. deeper dive on the topic of conscious separation, tune into our episode, on that same topic, as well as our article we have on Medium on the beauty of conscious separation and why it's yeah. so important. Yeah. Yeah. And so, with, uh, with the article, yeah, uh, it continues to read. Before engaging in any sexual activity with someone. We practice first asking ourselves if the person we are considering is someone we would want to build a substantial connection with. We take our time and allow ourselves to really get a feel for their substance as a person before choosing to merge their essence with ours. And that's what occurs when you enjoy sex with someone. You're merging your essence with theirs. And all of that really occurs in conversation first. When you become very self-aware, you can tell what that person will be like sexually and whether they'll be a right fit for you when you really allow yourself to feel into them and vice versa, as has been the case with us, Samantha. You can tell just by the way someone Expresses themselves by the way someone communicates with you, their level of attentiveness and presence. The way that person treats you in conversation is the way they will treat you in bed. Yeah. And you can and only get a sense of that the more deeply you communicate with someone.
1: So, the more self aware we become the more we are able to observe pretty much everything in other people, the way they speak, the way they communicate with you, the way they express themselves, you can understand everything that's underlying, everything that's coming through the subconscious. You can see it, but you you are only able to really see it and understand it the more self-aware you become because you're better understanding yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ralph Waldo Emerson's quote on the true genius of a person being one that understands that the thoughts he has are the thoughts everyone else has are so perfect because Mm -hmm. we really do want the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah we all do in one way shape or form those desires are universal with regards to the human experience and so naturally the more you understand yourself the more clearly you will understand others Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: yeah and that dovetails perfectly with the next paragraph as we continue reading the article and it reads by being mindful of these factors we can ensure that each sexual interaction we choose to partake in provides us with opportunities for healing inspiration and expansion as opposed to unnecessary drama pain and suffering and that occurs because you are n- not just focused on the immediate satisfaction and gratification of the moment you partake in the moment with the mid to long-term future in view
1: exactly.
0: your primary desire is to experience fulfillment not just pleasure
1: exactly that's
0: right yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's moving away from those surface level desires and seeking something deeper more
0: substantial. exactly yeah, yeah. That's where it's at. That's what it's all about at the end of the day.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And the next heading reads, Refining Our Thoughts and Behaviors Notice that you attract those who think as you think, behave as you behave, and value what you value. To To attract the right partner for you, you must refine your thoughts, behavior, and overall attitude towards your sexuality. Once you have honestly considered all of the above and choose to give your full presence, focus, and attention to the person you are engaging with, you will manifest the most enriching experiences of true love and genuine romance with the kind of person who is aligned with every aspect of who you are and will bring out even more of who you were always meant to become. And that's that's what we all want, really. Yeah. Is to experience genuine romance and a lot of people especially with regards to those caught up in the pickup industry that's like mm. <laughs> that's like a cult in itself honestly you know they're all about becoming better seducers they're all about mastering the art of seduction and the difference the very clear contrast between seduction and romance is that one is engineered whereas the other occurs naturally effortlessly it is in alignment with you without you having to manipulate the situation the circumstances or the conversation being had yeah you're not trying to make things happen things just happen that's the difference between romance and seduction. And when you experience the latter, you don't want to go back to the former because it just feels so much better.
1: Well, there is that, that true feeling of fulfillment. And that can't be beat. When you know what fulfillment feels like, you couldn't have it any other way. You just couldn't. And yet, because people don't know They haven't experienced it before
0: they haven't allowed themselves to
1: after what is uh, no they keep going after what is um like what feels normal to them what they have already experienced
0: yeah what feels familiar to them and nothing outside of that comfort zone yeah yeah exactly Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah and so The last bit of our article continues with the the subheading How Sexual Wisdom Supercharges Personal and Professional Growth. Confidence and Assertiveness Cultivating sexual wisdom can also enhance our confidence and assertiveness in various aspects of our lives. By embracing our own sexual desires and exploring them in a healthy and respectful manner, we can develop a greater sense of self-awareness and self-confidence. This can lead to increased assertiveness and the ability to get after what we want in life and pursue our personal and professional goals with even greater focus. Enhancing problem-solving skills Cultivating sexual wisdom can also enhance our problem-solving skills. By exploring our own desires and preferences, we develop a greater capacity for open-mindedness and thinking outside of the box this can lead to enhanced levels of critical thinking and the ability to approach challenges in new and innovative ways as well as become more aware of the ways we may trip over ourselves or hold ourselves back that's key as well igniting innovation and originality finally last but not least cultivating sexual wisdom can ignite our capacity for innovation and originality By tapping into the raw power of our sexual energy, we can access a deeper well of determination and motivation. This can lead to breakthroughs in our personal and professional lives, as well as the ability to do our work in a way that is truly game-changing, original, and authentic. And shout out to Noble Ron, who's tuning in as a wisdomer. He's been reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and there's a chapter in that book that is all about the power of sexual transmutation or learning how to harness that sexual energy and converting it into creative power
1: and that's the thing right and we we hear it well I don't know if many people have heard but <laughs> I know I've read where you know you can use that sexual energy to manifest what it is that you desire and the reason for that is that when you're engaging, and especially when it's with your partner as well, right? As they say, two minds are always better than one, two energies are stronger than one.
0: Exactly. That energy
1: that is created while you were being intimate is one that just ripples out into the universe during the act, but also within you afterwards right that right there is the best part exactly yes you're deeply satisfied and fulfilled you walk around and you have this glow about you. you people will look at you and they just you are such a content person and it is because you are so deeply satisfied and fulfilled really on all levels and it just exactly it just comes out of you. It just does. It's, you know, and because of the way that you feel, you will then also, right, the ripple effect will pass that on to those that you connect with. And they will feel it also. They may not understand where it comes from. Most people don't. Exactly. It's where it's rooted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As a man to your woman, the smile on her face,
1: <laughs>
0: the joy in her being. The grace in her walk, the way she carries herself after the way you make love to her. That is the ripple effect that you will witness. And it's one of the most beautiful things a human being can experience. As a man, from a woman, the way you are inspired to continue manifesting the life that you both want to live as a result of the way your woman impacts you. The way her love is reciprocated is also incalculably powerful. So yes, Mm -hmm. we will wrap up this article with the last paragraph, and it reads, By cultivating sexual wisdom and fulfillment, we can unleash the power of our sexuality and fuel our creative capacity. This requires a strong desire to gain a profound understanding of ourselves and our values, as well as a willingness to be intentional about our sexual expression. When we do this, instead of repressing our sexual energy and acting out in ways that ultimately distract us and do not fit us in the long run, we will not only attract the right kind of partner, we will also become more passionate, driven, and fulfilled. In all aspects of our lives and that's Oops. what we all want at the end of the day It
1: is. Yeah.
0: and it really yeah is. the essence mm-hmm. of this article is about becoming more conscious individuals and this is the kind of energy we want to embody when it comes to what we refer to as our inner sanctum this is mm-hmm. the home of our soul this is where our spirit resides is rejuvenated and refreshed. And Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. our next episode, we will cover that topic, how to build your spiritual home. And when you have the right kind of energy, that is the foundation on which it is built. And this is the place where we find the inspiration to go out Mm -hmm. into the world and create that which we want. We'll dive into all of that in our next episode
1: absolutely and our articles are on medium and most of them are also followed by faqs so if you wanted to dive deeper into today's topic you can find that on our
0: account yes absolutely
1: we appreciate you joining us and until next time
0: May you embody the way of TBL today in your own way.